0: Good morning again. (laughs) Getting my exercise this morning. Find a place here. (laughs) All right. So again, welcome. Good place to be, as Sister Debbie said. Anybody with a special song this morning? up. All right. If you got your Bibles, turn over to James chapter 1. <clears throat> James chapter 1. So we've been talking quite a bit lately about church membership, covenant, you know, how how we are to be as as Christ followers. Um, that's really what a lot of it's been, you know, it's, it's more about, you know, as, as we are saved, our life becomes His, not our own. And we still struggle with that self a lot, as we talked a little bit about in Sunday school this morning. Um, but that new creature in Christ. And, uh, so this morning we want to look a little bit about examining that walk with Christ. And what that should really look like. And, and how as as a Christian how we measure up according to the Word of God and how you know we we of course all fall short. So we'll read several verses here. So last few weeks has been absolute chaos. Have really been struggling? with work and move and church and everything else. So this week, it's going to sound really funny. So Rachel's trying to sell their house. So they had to bring their dog over to our house well, and their 17 cats. But our dog's fault. So like every time they come over, we have to take one of the dogs upstairs. So I'm like, oh, here we go. i got to take the dog upstairs. Best thing ever, So I've been struggling with the message this week, asking God, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to preach? And I was kind of all over the place, you know, thinking of church membership, covenant. You guys know I'm all over the place anyway. And we're just sitting up there praying for a few hours the other night. And a man has got this real big here. And I just looked in that mirror. And just like that. Ah, oh, okay. God. I, he had been telling me all week for the last couple of weeks where, where he wanted me to go. And obviously I wasn't listening. But as soon as I looked in that mirror, it just clicked. It just clicked. Where do you rate as a Christian? Looking in the mirror. So that's kind of what we want to look at today. Like I told Missy before, before church, I don't know why I think of crazy stuff sometimes, I think of her. I wasn't in the doghouse. As I was thinking through this, I'm like, Missy's going to say I was in the doghouse. All right. Enough crying for now. So let's read a few verses here in James, starting at the 19th verse. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God, the Father, is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world. And we'll stop right there. So when you look in the mirror, what do you see? This handsome man. (laughs) That's what I see. I actually don't look in the mirror because of those certain things. (laughs) But you see all the flaws, right? You see the gray hair, the big gut, the wrinkles. Is that... That's what you do. And the mirror doesn't lie, does it? So that's why I don't take too much time in front of the mirror. Because it doesn't lie. All the blemishes. All right, so who's a Snapchat fan? Come on, Snapchat. People wake up. So a lot of people like Snapchat and things like Act like that because Why? Filters. So now you see all these people posting pictures and you're like, that don't look anywhere close to that person. <laughs> so they're hiding all the blemishes and the wrinkles and all that. I like Snapchat because I'm goofy and I like to send the man to goofy pictures. Well, the ones I really like, does anybody like the voice changer ones? So I, I again, I'm weird. I like the ones in my family can attest to this where I actually look like someone I know and I sound like them. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the good ones. <laughs> but people like those because it changes it, it takes those blemishes away. Has anybody seen those pictures? You're like, yeah, that's not what you look like at all. <laughs> they're like, <"Ooh."> yeah. <laughs> not what you look like at all. So you can change those aspects. But like the, the mirror, God's holy word, it says they're the, the perfect law of liberty. It also shows us truth in how our Christian walk should be. Yes. The problem is, we don't dive into it. Mm-hmm. And the problem, another problem we have, like we talked in Sunday school, we are all an absolute mess. And we like to make disasters out of everything. But it shows that unfiltered truth. And like, does anybody think like as a Christian, how do I measure up? That's kind of really what the thought is this morning. Like, how do I really measure up according to the word of God as a Christ follower? And, and please don't get depressed because there's grace. We all mess up. But looking into that mirror really tells us where we stand spiritually. I kind of take it as the, the word of God is like a spiritual mirror. Has anybody ever thought of that? Like a spiritual mirror. But questions that, you kind of, that I, I kind of, as I was thinking through this, that you can like ask yourself, you know, to, to look at that where you measure up. Are you reading God's Word? Are you actually getting into His Word? Are you studying it? Are you meditating on it? Are you praying on it? And a lot of us will probably say, no. Nah. Or, or if you are reading it, like so many of us, there's 10,000 other things in your head going on at the same time. Again, that's why it was so nice to, to just get time alone this week. The dog was driving me crazy because she wanted out. But it was just that time alone with God. Otherwise, I probably would have been doing 10,000 other things in the house trying to get ready for our move. But it was just, it was just great. Are you praying? Are you actually time, taking the time to pray? I think a lot of times, like we talk about in Sunday school, we try to figure all this out instead of starting with prayer with God. Why do we do that? The selfish nature. The other thing is, are you doing what the word says? Or are you just a here? Are you doing what the word says? Is it? Yeah. Is it on now? I'm guessing it died. (laughs) New battery time. Is this on? Nope. We'll get it. Sorry about that. Daniel's giving me hand motions and I had no idea what he was talking about. All right, we'll get rid of this then. Sorry about that. So are you doing what the Word says? That 22nd verse there says, But be doers of the Word. It's stressing that being a doer of the Word, not just coming and listening. That's a big difference. And it uses that that picture of a man looking in the mirror intently, not just a glance, but looking intently, seeing flaws and seeing everything else and doing nothing about it. And walking away and forgetting. That's what it uses there. Probably got ahead of myself. But are you quick to hear? Are you slow to speak? Are you slow to anger? For all you hotheads out there, are you slow to anger? As everybody's looking at each other. And again, those aren't necessarily things that we should just do here. Those are things that we should do out there into the world. Treating each other, treating our brothers and sisters right, treating people on the outside right. You know, part, one part of our covenant here I want to read, Kind of touches on these a little. We further engage to watch over one another in brotherly love, to remember one another in prayer, to aid one another in sickness and distress, to cu- to cultivate Christian sympathy and feeling, and Christian courtesy in speech. To be slow to take offense, but always ready for reconciliation, and mindful of the rules of our Savior to secure it without delay. You know, I really love there what that twentieth verse says. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. For the anger of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Who struggles with anger? Everybody raise your hands, because we all do. Now, I used to be, years ago, when I could actually play sports. Does anybody else screw with road rage, too? Sorry. Road rage... <laughs> Playing sports, I don't know what it was. Sometimes the anger would just come out. you just get mad about something and just blow up and go crazy. But I, it, it must just be the, the years of, of the Holy Spirit working inside me. It's like, yeah, I get mad sometimes, but it's not like it used to be. Does that make sense? It's not like it used to be. It's like that, that Holy Spirit's working. Um, but James here says, take that anger because it does nothing. It doesn't bring you closer to God. It doesn't make you holy. Get rid of it. Get rid of the anger. And the one question I have. Has there ever been a time where you were angry and it actually done any good? Has there ever been a time when you've been angry that it actually made you feel better? Or made the other person feel better? For me, it was always the opposite. An hour later, I'm just like, I'm an idiot. Like, What, what am I doing? Has anybody had that? Like, what am I doing? But he says, remove that filth and evil and humbly accept the Word of God that's instilled in your heart. That's what changes things. That is the only thing that can save a person. It's God's Holy Spirit, the the Gospel. Mm -hmm. And that is the only thing also that can change your life. The only thing. Without that, I'd probably still be that angry Guy playing basketball. Throwing the finger at people driving. Which I got that not too long ago. I don't know why. God flew around me and flipped me the bird. I don't know. Okay, see ya. I waved at him. Used to be a hothead. What's it? God's still working on me. Just like he's working on everybody else. But that, I, think, I feel like it's that, that spiritual, like that law of liberty working inside me, that Holy Spirit. But it's also, I don't know if anybody struggles with this too, sometimes you just say stuff you shouldn't, or do stuff you shouldn't. And that Holy Spirit, as soon as I do it, it convicts me. Why did I say that? Why did I do that? I was an idiot. But I think that it's just that, that spiritual growth. We've, we've said it so many times. As a Christ follower, we are supposed to be different than the world. And if a lot of the stuff we're talking about, if we take it out into the world and do it, they're never going to see Christ in us. They're never going to see Him. Because we're acting exactly like they are. And they're not going to be able to see a difference. They're not going to be able to see Christ in and through us. Just, that, just thinking about the chaos and hatred and stress and anxiety that's out there. Let's, let's take Christ out into the world and let people actually see Him through us. But we can't do that if, we're, if our self's still in control. Our self is still in control. Alright. So that 22nd verse there. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. You know, I don't know why I think crazy things sometimes. I'm thinking. Does anybody uh, pimple popper? Anybody like pimple popper? I love it. I I miss my calling. I should have worked on toes and pump. Um, Done pimples all time. Everybody's probably cringing. I don't know. There's something
1: about us that. So think about this.
0: Okay, you look in a mirror and you got this big ginormous zit. How many of us are gonna pop that zit? Me. How many of us are not? Well it's not good for you, Deanna. <laughs> but it's like walking away. Okay, so say say D, you got dirt on your face and you just walk away. <coughs> yeah. It's kind of what he's Yeah. Deanna had to mess me up. I was thinking to the to pop or not pop. I would pop. But just thinking of that mirror, you know, it reveals our shortcomings. Our actions, I mean, just the, the bad. like The evil inside us, the greed and lust and self. But we turn away and take no action. We just hear the word and don't do it. And it does no good. It won't do you any good. <clears throat> like it says there, we're deceiving ourselves. But I love where it talks about the perfect law of Liberty. Does anybody know why he stresses the perfect law of liberty there? But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no here is who forgets, who forgets but a doer who acts, he will be blessed in his doing. So he was actually, this letter was to Jewish Christians. Jewish Christians that had accepted Christ, and they were still trying to do the things of the law instead of Christ, which we do the same stuff, it's just different aspects, like we talked about this morning. You got a checklist. Did I read my Bible? Check. Did I pray? Check. Did I do this? Check. Did I do that? Check. It can be just the same, and you can miss Jesus through all. Of them. Perfect law of liberty. But if you never get into God's Word, if you never pray, if you never really meditate on things, how can you ever really examine yourself? Aren't we supposed to examine ourselves as Christians? If if you're never in his word, if you're never digging in, how can you examine yourself? God's word has answers to life. Mm -hmm. The main one being salvation. None of us are good enough. Not one. But Jesus came and died and took our place. And then after that, we get people saved. And it's like, eh, figure it out yourself. It's not how it's supposed to be. As a Christian, there's things that you should not do. There's places that you should not go. Do we really think of those things sometimes? As a new Christian, how do you, how do you learn, well, maybe I shouldn't say these things. Maybe I shouldn't do these things. Yes, the Holy Spirit is supposed to flip everything inside out. But we're still sinners saved by grace. We still mess up. How do you know I shouldn't post this on Facebook or I shouldn't send this to Twitter? Which I don't know up stuff anyway. Look in the Word. It will guide you. It will help you examine yourself. You know, a few places I want to read from. Deuteronomy chapter 6. talking about the word starting at the 6th verse and these words that I command you they shall be on your heart you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way when you lie down and when you rise you shall bind them as a sign on your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes you shall write them on the doorpost of your house and on your gates and that's how important God's word is that's, how, that's why it's so important for us to dig in 2 Timothy chapter 2 talks about study to show yourself approved. Rightly dividing the word of God. Hebrews chapter 10. Sorry, I'm going to jump all over the place here for a minute. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25. Maybe. Maybe. talks about not neglecting to meet together as in a habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So it's another thing is it is so important to be here. It is so important to come to church, to be with God's people, to do Sunday school class together, have Bible studies together, Sunday night fellowship together, to listen to the message together, to pray together. Those things are so important on your own. You can't do it on your own. You can't do it. It's so important to be together. Ephesians 6.18 talks about praying always. Praying always. Do we pray always? Or do we fire fire to pray when we need something? Let's start in prayer. That changes everything. A couple of the big ones in Matthew. Love the Lord with all your heart. Everything. everything love Him. And then love your neighbor as yourself. I think that's where we fail immediately. Because we want to be in control. We don't give everything to God. Anybody agree with that? Yeah. Love your Lord with everything. And then love your neighbor as yourself. You know, speaking of my neighbor, he's been pretty bad for a while. We've, been, we've lived in the Bible, for about like 25 years. Does anybody else close with their neighbors? Mm-hmm. Like, we love them with their family. Mm-hmm. And one of the daughters came over and asked me the other night if I'd say a few words at the funeral. And I've just been thinking about that too. And I don't know if they're real church going people, but love your love Love people. And again, these these apply in the church and outside the church. Don't you think if you just had this this love for people that you wouldn't get as angry? Wouldn't that change things? It would change things. Our, Our lives, our attitudes. People are watching us as Christians. I think Sister Kim said it for so many years. We are the only Bible that some people will ever see. And if we're acting like everyone else, how are they ever going to see Christ? How are they ever going to see Christ? God's perfect word. You know, the other thing is, Satan knows our
1: weaknesses.
0: He knows our weaknesses, and he's going to use everything to get us to go the wrong direction. You know, I was reading something not long ago, and it said... You know, anytime you're in any kind of leadership position at the church, pastor, teacher, whatever, he's coming after you. And that's why I told Em when she got saved like, be ready. The battle is now starting. He's coming after you because you made the decision to follow him. And again, it's so easy to stray away. It's so easy to stray away. Let's stay in God's word and prayer. Matthew 5.16 talks about being a light. Let your light shine. Even if you're the only one. Let people see it. Let people see your light for Christ. Have you ever really thought, as a Christ follower, how should my life really look? How should that salvation have actually changed my life? Have you ever thought of that? Like, what are some things that I shouldn't do? Or what are some things that I should do now? Are there some people that I shouldn't hang out with? Are there some people that I should hang out with? Do you ever think about all these things? Or how should I act? What words should I use? What words should I not use? There's a lot of different things. Or how should I treat people? Like I said, what should I post on Facebook or Twitter? Or what should I not? And sometimes we get so wrapped in self that we forget about all of it. We forget about looking at God's word and letting that give us direction. Do you think that? Self just gets in the way. It gets in the way. let pull go back to James here. And it talks about at the end there, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure and undefiled before God the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows in their affliction to keep oneself unstained from the world. Those are big statements there. Those are big statements and I think we all struggle with those. Again, how can you love Christ on this side but say the things that you do on this side. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Or do the things that you do on this side. That interaction with Christ should change everything. We still have the sinful nature here with that battle, that internal battle every day. Does anybody not battle with that internal? Does anybody not battle with that? If you don't, you should be up here. Because I think we all struggle with it. We all struggle with it. But we need to look into the Word of God. And I just honestly don't think we spend enough time in it. Or if we do, it's that checklist. That's why I've never done one of those. Anybody done one of the read the Bible in a year thing? I can't do it. Because it's a checklist to me. It's nothing, it's nothing more than that. I can't do it. It's, yeah. We just get wrapped up in self. And we need to focus on God's Word. But are you a hearer? Are you only hearing his word? Are you actually following him? I think there's a big difference there. There's a big difference. And it talks about if you're only hearing, you are deceiving yourselves, thinking that you're okay. If you only hear about salvation and you never act on it, you're not okay. You're not okay. You are on a path to hell. But if you accept salvation, the call that's, when that heart starts pounding, it changes your world completely, it changes your path completely, and it changes your life completely. Everybody that's had that salvation experience has it not changed your life completely? Yes. Absolutely, changed mine. I told you so many times. Got saved when I was nine years old. I really didn't know a lot of what was going on. Through my teenage years, I'd done what Bob wanted to do. And it got me in so much trouble. Well, that people know about. I made so many horrible decisions. Teenagers, it's so easy to get off that path. Listen to mom and dad, follow the war because we've been there. We've made those bad decisions. You're going to be sitting there thinking, I'm 15, I know everything. You don't know anything. Mm -hmm. Listen to the word. Listen to your parents. It's a hard job being a parent. It's a little easier to be a grandparent because you can send them home. Being a parent's hard. We talked a little bit this morning. It's hard. You want your kids to do this and this and this and this and this. But when it comes down to it, it is going to be their decision to follow Christ or not. Again, as a teenager, doing stupid stuff, there was a point where God came to me and said, son, you're mine. I had the decision to turn around if I wanted to. That's not what was intended. That's not what God had intended. He had a plan for me. But it would have been so easy to turn around and go the other way. But I would have missed on so many blessings. kids, Teenagers especially. It's a rough world out there. They're going to tear you apart. Stay close to God. Stay close to God. And listen to your parents. This isn't about parents and all that. Listen to your parents. They've been there. They know. If they tell you they don't want you to go somewhere, just don't go. Because we've been there. We've made those mistakes. All right. Enough crying this morning. I still feel like there's folks here that the call is going out to for salvation. But you know, this morning, this message is a little different. I think it's, it's more for Christians. How do you measure up? Are you getting into the Word of God? Are you praying like you're supposed to be? Or are we just, eh, everything else is taking precedence. The job. That's the thing, like looking in that mirror. Think about this, okay? You're getting ready to go to work. You're in a hurry. You got stuff all over your face and you just look at it and run. It's just like being a here. Do something. Do something about it. Take the time to get in God's Word. Take the time to reach out and check on someone. Sorry, I know I'm all over the place like I said, this message is really for church members, for Christians. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing as a church member, as a Christian, as a Christ follower? Or are you just hearing? Are you coming to church every Sunday and hearing and just going about your business, doing your own thing? You're deceiving yourself, according to what James says here. As we all stand and have one verse of the song, I'm going to open the order this morning. You're here this morning and you need to pray. You're here this morning and you need to lay a burden down. You're here this morning and you need to be saved. Don't leave here without it. Don't leave here without it.
1: the, the cross. Christ will meet you there.